Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good Friday morning. Why does it good feel good to say that? Good to be with you on this Friday as we head into another weekend. Another opportunity to stay at home because you can't afford to go anywhere. I'm just kidding. I hope it's not that bad. I want to begin the broadcast giving credit where it is due. Although I would use the word finally. To describe this, sometimes things that are done that are appropriate to do, and it takes a while. It takes a while, in some cases unnecessarily. I'm referring to the vote that took place on Tuesday. Now, we discussed this on the broadcast, the fact that there were... I think, legitimate concerns about why this bill was actually held up to bolster security for Supreme Court justices. We're in a very dangerous season right now. A very dangerous season. It's very volatile. And unfortunately, there are folks who are perfectly at peace with fanning the flames. Now, I want to make very clear, this is something we're not interested in participating here on this program. One of the things I frequently like to do is, where possible, encourage opportunities for collaboration across political lines. I'm not talking about bipartisanship. I absolutely hate that word because most of the time it's meaningless. Because most of the time it means politicians are coming together and screwing Americans. That's what's going on most of the time. The things that are most important are the things that we accomplish that transcend politics. We can figure out creative solutions to our problems, apart from Washington, apart from Raleigh, apart from Columbia. Nonetheless, I was gratified to see that the House did approve this bill to bolster security for Supreme Court justices and their families. This took on a new sense of urgency, as you know, after that California man armed with a knife and a handgun was arrested last week outside Brett Kavanaugh's house. The vote was 396 to 27. Kind of wondering, why did 27 people vote against this? Who knows? 
This bill was crafted by Senators John Cornyn, a Republican of Texas, Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware. And this is not a shocker at all. All 27 votes came from Democrats, those who voted against it, including several prominent progressives. All but two Democrats from New Jersey voted against passage, arguing it should extend protection to federal judges as a whole. The family of a federal judge in New Jersey was targeted by gunmen in deadly attack at their home in 2020. The proposal called the Supreme Court Police Parity Act grants the marshal of the Supreme Court and Supreme Court police the authority to protect the justices, family members, or any officer of the court if protection is deemed necessary. Now, the president indicated support for this and that the administration takes very seriously threats and intimidation against judges. So, we communicated to you our frustration with the delays in passing this bill, which I believe were inexcusable. I still believe they were inexcusable. I thought it was appropriate that we did mention it on this broadcast that it has finally been passed. I wanted to make sure I got to this so that no one can accuse me of simply complaining about the Democrats and what they haven't done or what they have done. Okay, I've given them praise, at least most of them, for doing what they're supposed to do. (laughs) A texter here is saying all 27 of those people should be stripped of their security. See how their vote would work for them. It was kind of interesting, isn't it? How people who very much have the perspective that they deserve protection, they deserve special treatment, and they're going to deprive someone else of the same. The thing I would also add here, if there's a desire to extend this to other judges, again, why not lobby for additional legislation in the future? You don't have to oppose this. Come back later. It's really that simple. Not very complicated stuff at all. So there you go. By the way, I want to give you a heads up. As we talk about fuel prices, travel, because we're heading into a season. Many of you are at a place where school's out and vacations are planned. I want to give you a couple of (laughs) advisories, one of them not related at all to fuel. Well, it, well, no, it's not related to fuel. I do want to tell you how important it is. I may have mentioned this a few days ago. We had some severe weather here in the Charlotte area yesterday. It would probably be behoove you to check your flight schedules, make sure everything is on time, as it should be. But I also want to warn you, especially during this travel season, make sure you have backup and contingency plans. Because if there is bad weather and your flight is delayed, or God forbid even canceled, there are situations you may have to accommodate yourself for some period of time if it's due to weather. Airlines do not necessarily cover that. I want you to know that. 
So make a plan, or you could end up staying at the airport. I can tell you that there is a lot of that going on as we speak. Because of yesterday's severe weather, we had severe weather that was such that many flights were delayed. And you can expect this kind of thing to happen, and it's going to be worse this summer because of the shortage of personnel, of flight crews, and this is going to be a challenging time. So I want to give you a heads up. Make sure you make those travel plans with the money that you need, the uh, backup plans that you may need for accommodations. So thought I would just put that out there. That's a free public service announcement from this broadcast. Coming up, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, energy prices. And boy, you want to talk about swaggering ignorance on display? We're going to share that with you from this administration. Boy, it's depressing. (laughs) That much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back on the text line, this texture says, guarantee if this legislation were a protection for those members of Congress, for their 27 asses, it would have flown through. <laughs> uh, please explain to me, what is it you do every day then, Vince, if it's not fanning the flames? <laughs> I hope I'm fanning the flames of liberty, of love. Of relationship, of promoting sensible values. That's what I hope we are fanning here. Not just rage, anger, all kinds of other silly things. There are plenty of other places you can get that if that's what you were looking for. Just putting that out there. One of the things I've said to you is there are two types of ignorance. There's ignorance, there's garden variety ignorance, where you just don't know something. And 
for us to be healthy human beings, we all accept the idea that we're ignorant on certain things. We all have degrees of ignorance on many things. If to not acknowledge that is just ignorant. <laughs> okay? There's another type of ignorance. It's what I call swaggering ignorance. It's when you really have no idea what the heck you're talking about, and yet you are loud, you are boisterous, you're obnoxious, and you're showing off your ignorance for all the world to see. That's what's really scary. This is what we have going on now with those folks who are not ready for prime time at all. Specifically, I'm referring to one, Corinne Jean Pierre, who is the White House press secretary. You know, it's really sad when people are put out to provide misinformation to people. I think one of the things that stands out to me, I remember that weekend I visited my parents right after Benghazi. Do you remember that? You remember Susan Rice? My parents religiously watched these Sunday shows. And Susan Rice, remember she made the rounds and appeared on all of these shows talking about how this was all about a video. You remember that? Just kept promoting this lie. This was about a video, a video, 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 video. We knew the truth. Had nothing to do with some stupid freaking video. You knew that, and I knew that. So we have really a White House that is serving up misinformation all the time. This is one of the problems, and this is one of the reasons why I believe so wholeheartedly in small government. Because the more the federal government gets involved in something, the more they screw it up. That's what happens. I mean, I want you to think about this for a moment. Because this is really important. We have watched as the free market system has come under attack. Not from our enemies. At least not our enemies abroad. But frankly, our enemies within. Those folks who are determined to undermine our own energy security. That's where we're under attack right now. Now, I think there are some people who know better, and they're just making an argument because they've got reasons to push an agenda, which is the green energy agenda. That's part of it. But there are other folks, I think they're just so completely in over their head, they have no idea what reality is. They're just paid, perhaps, to go out and spew whatever the administration tells them they need to say. So, Karine Jean-Pierre goes out to speak on this subject of oil companies and gas prices to make the argument that the real problem needs to be put at the feet of the oil companies. It's not even Russia here. It's the oil companies and what they are not doing. I'm going to play for you a short clip. This is an exchange that took place between Peter Ducey, one of the few reporters 
in the nation's capital who's actually doing something called journalism and asking challenging questions. And what Peter Ducey asked here is why not simply drill more more oil and access more oil right here in the United States of America? Here is the response. We, because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is with the oil that's out to do drill more here in the U.S. Though, we, because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is with the oil that's out there. We need the, to, them to refine that oil so that so that prices so that the capacity could go up and then prices it would go down okay. inherently go down. Yeah. And so I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change uh, and, and so proposal. Oh, my gosh. This is painful, isn't it? Here is a woman pretending she knows anything about the energy industry. You know as well as I do. What is the issue right now? It's supply. Supply. You know, getting the refineries going is a great idea, isn't it? But what good is a refinery if you don't have supply? This is a supply issue. It it just blows my mind. I don't know whether this woman knows better or not. I really don't. But what she's spewing is profoundly ignorant. So they're calling on the oil companies to increase productivity at refineries instead of calling for more drilling. (laughs) Really? They're claiming the oil companies cut refinery capacity at the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic and have yet to increase that capacity back to pre-pandemic levels. Biden argues this, combined with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, is causing the increase in gas prices, which is what led to the conversation that you heard just a moment ago. Unbelievable, isn't it? Coming up. Isn't it interesting I'm calling for leaders to step up to the plate? I said, what about an oil company executive? They've actually written a letter. I wish they would do a news conference. But I'm going to share this letter in response to the president. Then much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. And if you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. A heads up on some things we'll be talking about during the course of the broadcast. I was gratified to see, you know, so many times you see that the education establishment, they get whatever they want. This is for the children. We've got a story that's going to be uh, somewhat heartening to some of you because, at least here in Mecklenburg County, a message has been sent, it appears. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Also, this is Friday, which means it's Faith Focus Friday. I'm also going to share a a listener email, which I hope you pay close attention to. 
You heard the press secretary for the president talking about what's really wrong. What's really wrong is these oil companies need to step up the refineries. We don't need to do any more drilling in the U.S. This is just the dumbest thing that anybody could possibly say. Why would you not want to increase the supply of what we have in America? Which is why the Keystone Pipeline never should have been canceled. And a number of things that have been done that are clearly anti-fossil fuels. This is a strategy. There's a text around here who makes that very point. Where is that? Someone was making their point. Oh, there it is. Vince, the leftists aren't ignorant. This is all intentional. And it is. For those in power, this is intentional. <laughs> this texture says, right, supply is the problem. Supply. Energy independent during the Trump administration. This poor, pathetic thing is a fish out of water. <laughs> this is what's really sad to watch, isn't it? And I've discussed this before. And this is not to pile on her. My heart goes out to her and what she's trying to do. But at the same time, I'd also say it frustrates me to see when black people are put out basically as window dressing for white liberals so they can virtue signal. Yes, I said it. That's what this is all about. And I think this does not do black folks any good at all. Because clearly this was not about finding the best person. This again was like so many things these leftist politicians do was about making sure we check off the boxes. Oh, she's black and a lesbian. Isn't this wonderful? Yes, I said it. They love narratives. And excellence be damned. That's the truth of the matter. Let's talk about ExxonMobil. And, and let me say, before, before I hear from the folks, well, these oil companies, they're gouging people. Now, I want to make something very clear. I'm not here to defend the oil companies either. I'm sure there are shady things they're doing. But I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, I ask you, who could you do without? Could you do without the oil companies? If you had a choice, which one? You can only keep one. The oil companies or big government. The oil companies or Joe Biden. Which one do you think you could do without? I'll tell you where my, <laughs> where my pick is. So ExxonMobil pushing back against the accusations President Biden has lobbed against oil companies in his letter to executives this week. The company says it's invested more than any other company to develop U.S. oil and gas supplies at a cost of more than $50 billion in the last five years. These investments have brought about a nearly 50% increase in, in the company's U.S. production. Globally, we've invested double what we've earned over the past five years. Did you hear that? 
invested double what they have earned over the past five years. $118 billion on new oil and gas supplies compared to net income of $55 billion. This is a reflection of the company's long-term growth strategy and our commitment to continuously invest to meet society's demand for our products. Addressing the president's accusation companies did not restore refining capacity that was reduced at the start of the pandemic, ExxonMobil said it continued investing despite losses specific to refining capacity in the U.S. We've been investing through the downturn to increase refining capacity to process U.S. light crude by about 250,000 barrels a day, the equivalent of adding a new medium-sized refinery. We keep investing, even during the pandemic, when we lost more than $20 billion and had to borrow more than $30 billion to maintain investment to increase capacity to be ready for post-pandemic demand. As you know, as this town hall story points out, Biden attempting to shift the blame for the effects of his oil and gas policies blasted the companies for profiteering off the high prices, threatened the administration may use emergency authorities to increase refinery capacity and output in the near term. ExxonMobil suggesting ways the administration could help, including actually offering consistent support for the industry. Boy, there's a novel idea. In the short term, the U.S. government could enact measures often used in emergencies following hurricanes or other supply disruptions, such as waivers of Jones Act provisions and some fuel specifications to increase supplies. Longer term, government can promote investment through clear and consistent policy that supports U.S. resource development, such as regular and predictable lease sales, as well as streamlined regulatory approval, and support for infrastructure, like pipelines. Boy, there's a novel idea. Pipelines. So whenever you hear this complaining and whining from the president or any other politician, there are things that they can do, but they have no interest in doing because their goal, their desire, is to push this green agenda. And it doesn't matter if it bankrupts you and your family. We're going to get there. We're going to save the planet. You and your family can go to hell. Nobody cares. It's Mother Earth that matters. I'm just keeping it real, folks. That's really what's going on here. (laughs) This is just so perverted on so many levels. Coming up on the broadcast, we are going to talk about this issue. And for those of you outside Charlotte Mecklenburg area, I think you'll find this discussion to be very helpful for you. Maybe it'll give you ideas in your local communities. And coming up, we'll talk about contingencies for the overturning of Roe versus Wade, what the administration is talking about. Stay with us.
Back on the text line. <laughs> Who makes all the solar panels and wind turbines? China. Who gets kickbacks from Chinese subsidies? Joe. Ooh. Doing the Chinese connection to the Biden family. This is the difference between a politician running the country and a businessman running the country. That's why they don't want Trump back in government. First day Biden was in office. Look at his record on that first day. First day. Yep. Keystone Pipeline. Adios. What this administration is purposely doing to this country is the real insurrection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this phrase. I'm going to have to remember this one. We're going to save the planet, even if we have to kill everyone on it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've got to save that one. That is a classic. <laughs> it really is a classic. This is crazy, isn't it? But this is the way these folks think. It really is. I want to turn to an issue that is uh, quite intriguing. As you know, Charlotte is very much a city that is dominated by Democrats. It's just that simple. That's the reality. And there are many saying that this is never going to change. The progressive wave has already swept over. And so we're going to see continuation of what you normally get in Democrats' strongholds, tax and spin, tax and spin. I'm a little surprised that they're actually exercising a little bit of control, self-control, on the issue of spending, especially in the area of education. Voting on Wednesday to add $30 million to next year's budget request for Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools, $10 million less than the district asked for. Wow, that's kind of surprising. To get some insight on this, we turn to our good friend, our reporter Brett Jensen, who's also host of Breaking with Brett Jensen, joining us on the program this morning. Welcome, sir. How are you? Pretty good, sir. I appreciate it. Well, first off, is this surprising that the uh, school system's not getting all the money was asking for? No, but what is surprising, Vince, because I just heard you talking about that. What is surprising is that they actually gave them $30 million. The county manager only recommended like $21 million, $22 million. And the school board voted to give them an extra, excuse me, the Mecklenburg County Commissioners voted to give them an extra $10 million just for maintenance, for like upkeep and, you know, for the plumbing and, you know, HVAC and the lawns and stuff like that. So they gave decided to give them an extra $10 million that can only be used for that. So that was the surprising part, but they're still going to be $10 million short of what CMS wanted. And the county's justification for this is, Look, in the last five years, you've lost 7,000 students. Last year, you were short 1,000 staff members. 1,000 staff members, they're short. But yet, you want us to fund, fully fund 40 new positions when you're 1,000 staff members short? What, what has that got to do? What, what are you talking about? And all that money that they did not pay in salaries last year, Mecklenburg County is saying, you've got all this extra money, millions and millions and millions of dollars. You don't need our full $40 million. You've got extra. You've got excess. You don't need us. And so it's going to be interesting to see if what happened last year when CMS basically threatened to sue and they went to arbitration for a couple of months. It's going to be interesting to see if CMS does that over the extra $10 million. 
You know, one of the things that surprises me about this, and again, we're, we're dealing with, uh, again, Democrats here, Democrat control. Uh, you know, I think the narrative we normally hear is when it comes to a subject like education, it's open up the coffers completely with no hesitation whatsoever. What's motivating this politically? Um, well, and, and you're 100% right. This is the county commissioners are 100% Democrat. There's not a single Republican on it, so it's nine Democrats. The school board only has two Republicans on it. So by that, you would think, you know, they just want to open up the checkbooks. But they're saying, well, wait a minute. You got all this extra money, and because you know, the county has to be feasible the way they do things. And Dina DiOrio is very good at the way she counts her dollars and her pennies, and she's, you know, steadfast in this. And she's like, well, wait a minute. You guys want all this extra money, but, again, you're down 7,000 students over the last five years because people are leaving CMS in droves. Oh, and by the way, your test scores are at an all-time low, at an all-time low. And so, and you know, they blamed it on COVID the first time around the school board. Well, last year the kids were in school every single day, and the test scores still went down, went down even from the COVID year, basically. So it is uh, – so the county manager is, you know, minding her P's and Q's, and it's like, no, I'm sorry. We, we don't want to have to – because the county manager said this, Vince. If we give them everything they want, then we have to raise property taxes. Aha, which is something uh, partially you don't want to uh, to do, not a politically popular thing to do at all. That's... Especially in an election year. Yes, I was about to add that very important aspect of it. So I thought this is an intriguing and encouraging story that uh, we see something that is quite unusual Democrat restraint when it comes to spending. Uh, Brett Jensen, appreciate you joining us. By the way, those of you in the Charlotte area, be sure to listen to Breaking with Brett Jensen Monday through Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 1110 WBT. So, thanks a th- lot, Vince. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Good to talk with you. You too, sir. Much more as we continue the broadcast right here on the Vince Coakley radio program, including Faith Focus Friday. And a special letter that I'm going to share, actually a social media post that I received just a few days ago. That much more as we continue. Our number two is straight ahead. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 